Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. This week, we expose the spiritual implosion of America with author Eric Haley. Steve Butler continues his series on why we should explore Bible prophecy, and Billy Crone will examine the seduction of the masses and their minds. So many exciting things are happening at Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries. Exciting new resources are being released with books and DVDs by the nation's top teachers. We're preparing to celebrate the ministry's 90th anniversary in April, and we are just days away from kicking off this year's Clarity to the Chaos conferences. Our first stop is only 11 days away, February 17th and 18th in Niceville, Florida. Speakers include Doug Stoffer, Dr. Larry Spargimino, Greg Patton, Larry Stamm, Micah Van Huss, and Josh Davis. Reserve your seats today by visiting the events page of our website, swrc.com, or just give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. We have a full schedule of conferences this year crisscrossing the country. Conferences are currently scheduled for Tri-Cities, Tennessee, Upland, California, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Wichita, Kansas, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Des Moines, Iowa, Detroit, Michigan, Columbus, Ohio, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Make plans to be with us at one of our upcoming conferences, swrc.com, and click on Events. Last November, we had the pleasure of conducting our second annual Prophecy Conference in Las Vegas with a great lineup of speakers, including author and pastor Billy Crone. Today, we'll be listening in on the presentation Billy gave on the seduction of the mind. How do you know you're living the last days? Well, when these characteristics appear in your society, uh, like it, lump it, leave it or not, you're in the last days. Okay? And then we'll discuss how in the world did we get like this so fast. But let's take a look. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verse 1 through 5. But mark this, there's going to be great times in the last days. Yes, for all three of you who've actually made it there and are following along, that's not what it says. There's going to be what? Terrible times in the last days. Well, why? Watch, notice the first one. People will be what? Lovers of themselves. Did you know that's the number one law of Satanism? Do what you will shall be the whole law. You wonder why it's getting so devilish out there? Because the number one thing we're teaching kids from we high is it's all about self. We're teaching them to be Satanists. And then guess what? That's the first on the list and it goes downhill from there. People will be lovers of themselves. Oh, then that's just the beginning. Now they're going to become lovers of money and boastful and proud and abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. What? The game's on. I ain't got time for this. Having the form of godliness but denying his power have what? Nothing to do with these people. Why? Because bad company corrupts good character. And so here we see 2,000 years ago, the Bible warns one of the characteristics, how do you know you're living the last days, is it's going to be a society basically filled absolutely with unadulterated, increasing wicked behavior. People are going to be selfish and greedy and boastful and prideful and abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, out of control, brutal, evil, treacherous, rash, conceited. And it's a good thing we see no signs of that. 
not half of them, not three-fourths of them, every single one of those is commonplace and growing every day. You think you're shocked. Today, you turn on the TV tomorrow, it's, ah, it's even worse. Exactly like God warned about. So my question is this, put it in the context, even historical context, even here in America, how in the world do we get in this shape? And not just in the shape, I don't know about you, but if you notice this happened really fast, because you put it in the context, it wasn't that long ago. Let me le- read to you the uh, common disciplinary problems in our school system. Not that long ago. Here were the top problems. These kids were rebels. And I'm not joking. It was things such as talking, <laughs> chewing gum. Oh, those rebels. Reprobates. They should go to jail. <laughs> chewing gum, making noise, running in the hallways, getting out of place in line, and not putting paper in the waste paper basket. <laughs> How do they survive? That was common. That was the biggest problems we ever had in school. Oh, how we wish that's all the problems that we were dealing with today. That wasn't that long ago, folks. But now here are the top problems in our schools today. It's commonplace. Drug abuse, alcohol abuse, pregnancy, suicide, murder, guns, robbery, rape. And we got metal detectors everywhere. School shootings are every week, it seems. My question is, how in the world did this happen? And how did it happen so fast? Well, I am convinced that part of the problem is our culture, even American culture has been brainwashed, right? Brainwashed, not just with immoral mindset, the characteristics we just read in second Timothy, but Lord willing, we're also going to see brainwashed into becoming what Romans calls God haters. They, they mock you and I, they scoff at you and I, right? And then they're even being brainwashed to become globalists and think that people like Joe Biden is great. And the new green deal is going to save the planet and climate change. It's all being used to prepare people, steer them away from God, create this wickedness and prepare them for the new world order. This technology is a part of it. It's still being used on us in an exact way. Now, here's what I find interesting. Did you know when I looked it up? I don't think it's by chance. Leave it to Beaver came out in 1957. Does that sound familiar? It should, because if you're paying attention, that's when James Vickery started the exact same year, 1957, with the subliminal technology. And we're told it stopped, but you're going to see it hasn't. And so ever since then, it's been used on us. They've gotten even more sophisticated with modern technology, and it has everything to deal with, I think, why we've gone from leave it to beaver with that was the big problem to what we're dealing with today. Now, again, I just want to begin to dispel that because, again, a lot of us, even as Christians, the moment you say subliminal technology, you're like, okay, now you've really gone off the deep end. You're really a big wacko. Because even us have been brainwashed by these same entities to don't go down this route. They would never do this to us. And that's not true. So I want to dispel that. Okay. My first question is, why if subliminal technology uh, is not being used and if it doesn't really affect people, and manipulate people, then right now, why do we have bans on the use of subliminal technology if there's nothing to worry about? They've been working on this technology for a long time, even before Vickery started his experiments. And it really does affect people. It really does work, right? And uh, countries have banned it, except not in the U.S. And what you're going to see is the countries that actually ban it, they're still doing it. We'll see that in a second. But it's not a conspiracy theory, okay? And again, why would countries ban this technology if there's nothing to worry about and it's just a giant hoax? Do you ban hoaxes? Right? Unless, of course, it really does affect us right on up to this uh, day. So let me give you some examples. They're all out there. Once you have eyes to see, 
you're not going to be able to unsee it. And hopefully over the next two messages, you're going to see some of the techniques that they use to subliminally manipulate people whether they realize they're not. Okay. And, and, and when you, when you get it, you're going to see them everywhere. In fact, you may spend a lot more time in the grocery store staring at the packaging because folks, it's crazy. And I'm just going to show you some tame examples. Some of them are, you talk about the immoral behavior of second Timothy three. It's everywhere. And you wonder why people are getting so sexualized and, and they can't get these, these thoughts out of their head and it's because it's everywhere. Why do people buy the things they buy? Why they call it in the term in the industry is called branding. Why is it people are stuck on a particular brand? Cause it was their own individual decision. No, there's a reason people are being manipulated. They do the same thing in company advertising. Now, if you notice what they do to get you to buy the product, and this is subliminal, whether you recognize it or not, your brain picked up on it. But it's the phrase in the industry called sex sales, right? And so they put as much of this sexual innuendos embedded in everything because it gets the person to equate the purchasing of that product with sexual gratification. And they do it because it doesn't work. No, it really does affect people. That's why they're doing this. But now your eyes are open like, wow, this is everywhere on logos, on packaging, everything we buy. Uh, you may not notice it, but your brain's picking up on it. No wonder people are filled with such immoral thoughts all the time. And, and what, would that, what kind of a society would that lead to? Just like Paul talked about there. Okay. Now, speaking of sick, they've also been doing this immoral sex sales, subliminal messaging, even in kids' cartoons. And one of the biggest historical... Uh, perpetrators of that is Disney. Turn to somebody and say, shocker, part two, right? Uh, finally starting to come out, Disney is now being, and this is in print, they're now starting to take people to jail who work at Disney, who are trafficking kids. Uh, they've been working at trying to sexualize our kids into transgenderism, homosexuality. Well, there's a reason why. Uh, Disney has been doing this in their cartoons for a long time. The whole time, and whether people laugh at it, mock at it, scoff at it, they know it actually has an effect on you. And can I tell you something? That's just Disney. What about all the other cartoons? It's sick. These guys are sick. But they do it because they know it creates their desired effect. And I believe it, it's encouraging a lot of the wickedness, the mindset, the behavior that we're dealing with today that's happened so fast ever since they launched this back in 1957. But we're told to you know, just a conspiracy theory. Don't worry about it. We would never use this on you. And even if we did, it doesn't have any effect. That's a lie. Now, again, unfortunately, they're not just doing it on kids. They're doing it on us adults. And again, I can't show you in good conscience the adults. It's, it's sick. I don't, know, I don't know how else to describe it. But the, what's ironic is uh, this, the same industry that's using this technology is using the technology to get all of us to say, this is not real. They would never do this to us. And yet the same industry will actually admit that they're doing it to us. Let me share with you an example. This is secular. Watch the different subliminal techniques they use in movies and in television shows. And they admit it. Did they give you a warning that this is what we're going to be doing to you against your will? This is secular. They admit that they're doing this, folks. And notice it wasn't just the visual, uh, the, the sexually graphic, explicit imagery, but even subliminal placement, subliminal colors, and subliminal sounds. But don't worry. 
it's all just a big nothing burger. It's a hoax. I mean, come on. You heard the story. Yeah, they tried it in 1957, this guy, at a movie theater, but it really didn't you know, do much, and they would never use it on us. We were lied to. And they're using it on a massive scale. So the question is, okay, I believe they're using it. I think it's pretty obvious. They even admit it. But does it really affect us? Well, what you're going to find if you're honest with the research, you're going to find some actual honest scientists who admit it really does affect people even against their will. Watch this. Uh, subliminal advertising really does work, claims scientists who found that people subconsciously respond to flashed messages. Researchers found that briefly displaying words and images so quickly that people do not even consciously notice does nevertheless change their thinking, or even alter a person's mood. That's a direct quote. British researchers have shown that we are not aware of and can leave still a mark on the brain with this technology. And a team from the University of London, funded by the Wellcome Trust, found that it was particularly good at instilling negative thoughts, like the sexual immoral things that God warned about. And then a professor, Nili Levy, who led the research, believes that the research may have implications for the use of subliminal marketing to convey messages both for advertising, listen, and public service announcements such as safety campaigns. See, they'll use it for your own good, for the public, against your will. You won't know it, but they'll use it. And this, he admits they're doing this. So dare I say, like... Uh, Vote for Biden. Conservatives, Christians are bad. God isn't real. Buy, consume. And if you think I'm joking, because you're sitting there going, how could anybody vote for Biden? Right? I think a lot of people, I'm not joking, they've been brainwashed. It's not just they're doing this. They put it in formats that are very addictive, and you can't shut it off. And you're going to see that it actually, scientists have now come out and said that these mediums that they put it out, television, cell phones, and social media, is just as an addictive uh, scenario as heroin and alcohol. But they demonstrate that when you, have you ever sat in front of the TV and you hear people like, man, you come in from outside, you're all energetic, right? And you're just vibrant, whatever. Within 15 seconds of sitting in front of the TV, and we even have a term for it. What do you do? <laughs> you veg. You know why you veg? We're going to learn this. The reason why you veg is because the flicker rate on the television literally shuts off the frontal lobe of your brain. And it puts you in a highly suggestive state to receive whatever CNN or all these other entities want you to think and behave. This is the stuff that's going on. But for even more proof, you're going like, come on, does this really work? Watch this. Subliminal advertising is not permitted on TV. And again, this is from London researchers. Uh, on TV in the UK, according to broadcasting regulator Ofcom. However, and I quote, there have been a number of cases where the rules have been stretched. So in other words, even in the countries that ban this technology, they're still doing it. Okay, but for even more proof, people say, oh, this just can't be true. This is just a conspiracy. I just, I can't believe it. There's just no way. They would never do that. Listen, I invite you to go check this out. If subliminal technology is not real and they're not using it on us, then why is it right now you can go to school and get a degree? I was just talking to somebody the other day. This is some of their background. Why is there you can get a degree in what's called neuroscience? Neuro meaning the mind, right? Neuroscience or neuromarketing. You know what that degree is in? Manipulating people's brain with 
commercials with marketing, imagery. You get a degree in it. You're trained how to do it. But oh no, they'd never do it to us. It's nuts. And let me define for you the secular definition of neuromarketing. And I quote, a commercial marketing communication field that applies to neuropsychology, i.e. how your brain affects, to market research studying consumers' brain responses to marketing using stimuli with brain scanning technology such as MRIs. And it is to observe how people's brains respond to a specific ad, package design, product design to create specific marketing that consumers will find more appealing or motivating. You can get a degree in that. But what is that? You're being trained how to use subliminal technology to get people to behave, to buy and believe what you want them to. It's an actual degree. So there's no conspiracy theory here. In fact, their term in the industry is this. They're constantly looking for what they call the buy button in the brain. And they use brains, MRIs and imaging. And they, what they do is they got test subjects and then they take a product design and could involve subliminal stuff. And then they, they wait for the centers of the brain to light up. And what they're looking for is based on the design, which, which product, which subliminal affects the person and lights up what they call, that they believe that they've got mapped out in the brain, the buy button. And then they proceed to market that way. And so then that begins, oh, is that really true? Is that, are they really literally manipulating people with this technology to get them to believe, buy, behave? Yes. It's newer marketing. And, and, and ask yourself, I'll challenge you with this. Why is it, again, I said this earlier, but why is it that you buy that particular brand of, let's say, bread or butter? Why is it that you're hung up on that particular brand of shoes? And that's the only ones you will get because that's just the ones you like. Why is it you drive this specific car or truck that you drive? Is it because you made your own independent decision about that? Or have you been manipulated? They'll admit it if you're looking. But it's a big hoax. James Vickery results were fake. You know, trust us, they'd never use it. We've been lied to. One guy says this. He says, what it really does, and this is from a newer marketing executive. He said, what it really does is result in higher product sales and brand preference, getting consumers, watch this direct quote, to behave the way we want them to behave. And one guy said this, it sounds to me like something that has happened in the former Soviet Union for purposes of behavior control. Turn to somebody and say, well, duh. It's exactly what it is. And one person says, we already have epidemics of obesity and diabetes and alcoholism and gambling and smoking, all tied to marketing. In other words, you keep this up. And it's just going to make things worse, just like God said. And one person said just that any increase in the effectiveness of this technology will be devastating to the public. And I got a theory. The more you use this and you keep it up and you do it for one year and then 10 years and then 20 years and another decade, and another decade. Next thing you know, you know what it's going to do? It's going to have a side effect. And you know what it's going to do? It's going to create a society that's going to be um, selfish, greedy materialistic, boastful, prideful, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, out of control, brutal, evil, treacherous, rash, and conceited. And that's our world today. And here's the point. That's the importance of being in this book. Our whole world is being brainwashed by the God of this world, the little G, Satan. He is what? What's the scripture say? Blinding the what? Minds of those who do not believe. And I believe he's using this technology on a global basis to get the job done.
and all forms of media. But that's why it's important in these last days as a Christian, we need to do two things. We need to unplug from this wicked world system. We think it's entertainment. We think it's fun. It's not. It's all admittedly designed to corral you down a route to not just buy stuff, but to believe an agenda that is anti-God and anti-Christian. And this is the only book on the planet that unbrainwashes you from the brainwashing we are receiving 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's why the enemy does not want you in this book. And as Christians, we should know better. We need to stop allowing ourselves to be brainwashed by this world, and we need to get in here and get unbrainwashed. And, to, and this is the only book that gives us the glasses to see the satanic deception that's going on around to us. And frankly, this movie was probably, I would say, a little prophetic. Remember this movie? Remember the movie They Live? Remember what happened when that guy put those glasses on? This is our world today. It's not just a movie premise, folks. That really is our world. And this is the only book on the planet that gives us the glasses to see what's really going on. It's really happening. And it's leading to the society that will do whatever these global elites want them to do, including hating God, voting for Biden, going along with the COVID narrative, never questioning authority. Our voting system is perfectly fine. What are you, a wacko? Never question anything, consume, marry, reproduce, think sexually, go back to sleep, sleep, sleep. But it gets worse. We're going to see how they also manipulate by our sense of smell. You ever walk by something, all of a sudden you go, ooh, that store smells great. I got to go in there. Our sense of taste, they've put actual brain toxins in our food supply to make you think something is good and it's addictive and you can't stop. Have you ever had plans? I'm just going to eat one chip. <laughs> you take that first bite and what do you do? The bag is gone. It's in the food supply. Sound. You ever wonder why wherever you go, stores, the malls, even gas stations, they've always got music piping in. Is it just because they know we're all music lovers? Or in hospitals, businesses, or is there subliminal messaging in that music that they're manipulating us? Let's pray. Father, we love you and thank you so much. And thank you for your word. Thank you for telling us in advance, not only what kind of a society it would be in the last days, but now we can see through your word who's behind it. It's Satan, the little G of this world. He's blinding the minds of those who don't believe. And he's using modern technology to get the job done. And God, now that we see, we can't unsee. And I hope that we leave here realizing that we need to be careful with what we ingest into our minds. It's not a neutral playground. It really does affect us. And may as we, your church, God, as Christians, at least bare minimum, spend as much time in your word being renewed in our minds with your word than the time that we spend in this world. But hopefully after tonight, we'd realize that we need to really shut that world stuff off and spend the, the bulk of our time in your word. 
And may we lead the way by example. And God, maybe there's somebody even here tonight. I, I don't know why they're here. Maybe they came here begrudgingly or maybe they were curious. I don't know. But, but if they're not saved, God challenged them. Where did they develop these thoughts about Christianity? Why do they think that Christians are hypocrites? Why do they think that Jesus didn't really rise again from the grave? Why do they disbelieve in your existence? And is it really their own thoughts? Or if somebody brainwashing them against you? God, please remove the veil if that's the case. Take away the blindness the enemies put on them. And may they see the truth, the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And may they turn to him even tonight, God, and be saved. But thank you, God, for revealing to us what's going on in our world so that we're not duped and so that we can be effective with what time we have left here. Because the only thing that will set people free from this is Jesus Christ and a new mind and a new heart and a new life in him. So please bless our studies these lives that belong to you. We ask all this in your wonderful name. In Jesus' name. We've been listening to a portion of Billy Crone's presentation on the seduction of the mind that he originally gave at our Prophecy Conference last November. Billy Crone's complete presentation is now available on DVD. You can also order the complete conference with all of the speakers and all of the sessions on DVD and audio CD. Call today and order the Las Vegas Prophecy Conference Collection. 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order on our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Let's take 60 seconds and listen to Larry Stamm's Messianic Minute. Shalom, friends. Larry Stamm here with a Messianic Minute. Biblical connections through a Jewish lens. When Jesus was crucified, paying the penalty for our sins, he fulfilled Messianic prophecy. Incredibly, Scripture declared his hands and feet would be pierced centuries before crucifixion was even invented. King David in Psalm 22:16 wrote, they pierced my hands and my feet. This psalm was penned four centuries before the Persians invented crucifixion. The earliest historical record of crucifixion dates to around 519 BC, when King Darius of Persia crucified 3,000 political enemies. The resurrected Jesus said to doubting Thomas in John 21:27, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. The prophetic word of God, believe it. For more connections, visit our website at LarryStam.org or see our Larry Stam Ministries Facebook page. Friends, would you help Watchmen on the Wall grow by inviting others to tune in? They can listen on the radio or through our SWRC mobile app. They can also access the program when they subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for helping Watchmen on the Wall grow. Tomorrow, Billy Crone will be back, this time presenting how the masses are being seduced. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, 
swrc.com. That's swrc.com.